All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 208 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ message board, and I'm joined today by Marcus Almighty. Mark? Hello, sir. 69th Blizzard Ken? Hello. And St. Louis Kiss. Lonnie will be along as soon as he possibly can be. So let's get started with uh, kind of the news and all that crap um, today. And before I forget, I'm going to mention it straight off the top. Alan Belisha's absolutely stunning and incredible and official Kiss the Originals Plus One photo spectacular. And spectacular is not quite the superlative to do it the justice that it deserves. Um, it's absolutely incredible what Alan has put together. If you did not order, you missed the numerous advertisements and appearances on podcasts and did not get a copy. Well, you have an opportunity to win one today, including the poster, and uh, you will have to listen to the show to find out how you can win that. In fact, I am going to say something at some point during the show of how you can do that, and then we'll have a random drawing. Uh, We will have a random drawing, let's say, next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. And that is, of course, Wednesday, the, what is it, the 24th of October uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific. So that will be the deadline for entering. And I will, of course, tell you at some point during the show how you can enter to win a copy. And it's open to anyone. I will post this internationally in the same mailer that Alan used to send to me. So there you go. If you don't have it, you'll love it. And if you're just trying to score an extra copy to sell on eBay, well, whatever. That's not my problem. Uh, all right. So, so we are going to do um, – it's it's Spaceman Eve today. So um, Ace's album is coming out tomorrow, and we are going to do our quick and dirty review of the album and uh, give our thoughts about what we think about it, whether we think it's as good or better than Spaceman or Anomaly. 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 Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I have my highly alcoholic drink. <laughs> um, but whatever the case, it is coming out tomorrow on the 19th in like 875,000 different versions. Uh, I think there's four separate covers. There's a digipack. There's a jewel case. There's the Japan version, which still says that it comes with a bonus track that no one knows if that is actually the case or not. Someone's going to probably chime in now in the message for this thread saying, oh, no, there's no. It's, that's an error. May well be. That's the one I'm actually waiting for physically. So, uh, without further ado, let's just get straight into it with first impressions of this album versus um, Ace's previous releases. And then we'll go track by track. And at the end, we'll pick a favorite track, a least favorite track, and then give it a grade out of 10. So, um, Mark, what's your, your initial impression of Spaceman after a few listens? And how many listens have you given it so far? Well, um, I'm going to say that I gave it a listen all day. I had it in the car. I did many things today, uh, driving around, doing a bunch of different errands. And I must have listened to the whole album about nine times. I'm not kidding you. Nine times at least I listened to it. It was so ingrained in my head at one point. I was just like, okay, I got to stop listening to it. Um, But my overall impression is this. Um, I was surprised how strong it is. Um, I was actually very impressed i think this album has some very strong songs on it some songs that are kind of you know okay right um really there's only one song that i didn't really like on this record out of nine which i think is good i'll say it's definitely this will definitely get a ton more play than anomaly and space invader will get i've already found that I've, i've already grown to this record way quicker than the other ones and uh I'm going to go on record to say that this contains some of his best singing that he's done in a very long time. Wow. That's uh, that's, okay. pr- that's, that's pretty hefty. That's, that's high he- praise. That, that's high praise and hefty rhetoric that you're going to have to back up as we go through this mm-hmm. album. All right, Ken, what's your initial impression? Yeah, well, 
my initial impression I, uh, versus Mark, who listened to it nine times, and I think we're going to have Lonnie here. Um, my, I, I listened to it one time through with a little bit of, you know, sp- spot shots of, of different tracks. So that's where I uh, kind of went with it. Um, so, but having said that, overall, I think it's uh, pretty solid. I, I, I don't think there's any you know, stinkers, I guess you could call them, on the album. It's most of them are pretty strong tracks, and I can see a couple of them probably, um, uh, you know, growing on me. Um, and we'll probably talk more about you know the each individual song, but I think it's 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 not bad. At least even you know just have one listen. Welcome, Lonnie. <laughs> you just gotta you gotta have at least one of us on every episode so someone can interrupt <laughs> as they talk. <laughs> well, right, but you, I'm in the middle of it. You, you, you better be careful because uh, you might have happened to you what happened to Andrew recently, and uh, trust me, you don't want that. So, um, you know, what are your initial impressions about the uh, the Spaceman album, Lonnie? I was impressed with it, to be perfectly honest. Um, it was, it's good. It was, it was, it's, it's always good to have uh, new Kiss-related music, and you know, it's it's more than it's more than Kiss has given us. So it's it's nice wow. to have. It's a wow. lot more than Kiss has given us. So it, it it was nice to have. It's I'm I'm pleased with it. Um, on a whole, I mean, I'm sure we'll go track by track here a little bit, but. Um, on on an overall broad painting with broad strokes picture, I was, I was very pleased with it. It's 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 very welcomed by me. All right, so that leaves me, and I am uh, going to say that I am mildly surprised by how much I enjoyed listening to this album today. I pretty much had it on continuous repeat with uh, only a couple of uh, breaks to go listen to some other stuff to figure out where some of this stuff was coming from on the album. And I I find it a horrendously consistent album. And maybe that Mm. is what was the problem with Space Invader, that it had too much. It was just too long. Um, the, The first thing that really jumped out at me overall is that the production is an improvement on the sound on Space Invader in particular. I find it much more easy to listen to and enjoyable to listen to, especially when I'm wearing headphones at work so that no one else in my office is tortured with my music. Um, (laughs) I was also surprised that the singles, Bronx Boy and Rocking with the Boys, fit very well in overall to the album. And I felt, you know, we're going to talk about the songs individually, but I, it, Listening to the whole album as a single piece of product raised my opinion of those songs from what they may have been when they first came out. So mm-hmm. I'm very impressed. I, I think Ace has done a fantastic job, especially on the production. Um, but I thought he sounded great. And overall, the guitars throughout this album are absolutely fantastic. So, you know, w- without that, you know, and we don't need to talk about the artwork because none of us have received our official copies yet. Um, we can all kind of decide that later depending on how many how many copies anyone buys um <laughs> let's jump straight in and let's start with you ken for the first track and i don't even know these without you i'm nothing which is of course a gene simmons and ace Frehley collaboration right yeah. um yeah well this song um i know i liked it i thought it was pretty good um uh though i i don't see it it doesn't fit for me as an opener, as the album opener. I would have picked something else. Um, I get there is something else I would have picked. I'll say what that is when we get to it. Um, but but um, the solo is one of his best solos to me on the album, at least fitting more of a melodic solo um, in a song like he used to. Um, I think it's one of his better solos. Um, so it sounds good. It's pretty good. Again, I only listened to it one time, but uh, um, it's not my favorite one, but it's it's a solid song. 
yeah, this is the one I was flipping between other material to go figure out where it was from. And Gene Simmons, shame on you. This is the Rain Keeps Falling bass riff recycled that the, wow. song, that the song's been uh, built around. Which, if I had a bass in my hands, I'd, I'd play that riff out right away. But, um, you know, I, I just love the sludgy guitars in this. I mean, it's sludgy mm. through the verses and in the background. It's got a great chorus. Love the <clears throat> chorus on it. Um, <clears throat> but the tone on the solo, oh, yeah. it's just absolutely exquisite. And, you know, I, it's, it's like an autobiography, you know, no regrets mentioned. So he's like self advertising. Yeah, right. So very happy with it. I don't know what Gene's contributions are. And, you know, that'd be a great kind of interview question. But, um, again, tone of that solo. The, my only complaint about it is that it drags a little bit at the end. But, you know, just very slightly. And that's really looking for something to critique. Mark. Yeah, well, just really quickly, um, the way I did this, I did like a I went through every song and I gave it each song a rating out of two. Zero if I think I thought it was terrible. One if I thought it was decent and two if I thought it was great. So this is going to be out of 18 is the final score. Um, so this first song, I uh, I really liked it. I for once, because usually me and Ken are very simpatico with our thoughts uh i actually think this is a good opener uh mm. for the record i actually i actually enjoyed it and that riff that you mentioned julian that do 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 the first time i heard it it reminded me of free all right now all right now the first time i heard that i was like that's not bass partner do 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 it's exactly it you know pretty much i think he ripped <laughs> off free so um but anyways yeah. um i agree a very strong chorus uh, great singing, awesome guitar solo. This is right away where it kind of made me sit up and go, wait a minute, this might be actually a pretty good record. So I gave it a two out of two. Awesome, nice, Lonnie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was a, a decent opener. I like the way the g- guitar just kind of it starts off with just a guitar like that, just a, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's Ace Frehley, you know what I mean? And it yeah. starts off with just a guitar like that as a, as a cool opening statement. I thought. Um, I thought it was I thought it was decent. The, the solo was I was really impressed with the solo. Um, the sound of bass's guitar, as Julian said, is fantastic. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was a great opener, great way to kick off the album. Yep. And it's not spacey themed to kick off the album too, which I thought was a nice transition yeah. from right. from where we've been. Especially I was you know, obviously we've seen the track listing. You know, wasn't. Shocked me when I got it, but it, would, it was just refreshing to listen to. Like, listen, see what I did there. Um, it wasn't. It it was it was just nice not to open it up with a spacey theme, yeah. even though the album is spa- even though the album name is spacey themed. It was nice just to open up with just a regular rock and roll track and not a science fiction type track. So I I, I enjoyed it very much. So you're going to have a hard time thinking of things to say about the song wow. in this episode. Damn. Right? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's gone from having a spacey theme to having a Gene Simmons empty platitude theme. When you think of it, it opens up with, without you, I'm nothing. That is just so Gene, as is, of course, the title yeah. of the song. So, you know, nice. So I, I, I'm very binary. It's either yay or nay. There's very little in between. I'm a yay on this track. Uh, let's move on. Number two, Rockin' with the Boys, which was the second single, and the brand new video has just been issued from it, which mm-hmm. someone went crazy in iMovie. Um, not, the, <laughs> not the greatest video I've ever seen, but I guess yeah. it doesn't matter. For me, yeah, this is Ace's version of Beth. You know, mm-hmm. I can't yeah. come home, I'm That's busy, I'm rocking, the I'm rocking with the boys. But it's grown on me. Once it's in the context of an album rather than a standalone song that I've been listening to since whenever it, you know, was released by E1, you know, it's cheesy, fun, dumb, stupid music, which, come on, that's Kiss, that's Ace, it's perfect. So following on from, you know, without you, I'm nothing, it's great. You know, it's again, it's grown on me. Mark, what about you? Well, um, the notes that I put on here for this were... And I like the guitarists. They were very good. This is like this is something that I think that's gonna show out through all the record throughout the whole record. I think Ace has really stepped up his riff writing on this album. I think it's a lot better than some of the prior records. He's really 
put a lot more attention into the detail with the riffs this time, I thought. Um, the vocals are pretty good on this. They're not his best. I didn't like how he kind of does that, how he kind of drags certain words, how it's very ace-ish. And he doesn't do that throughout this whole album. That's the thing I kind of really was surprised about. His singing and some of the songs that we'll get to later are is just fantastic and a really big step up from his other singing. And I thought this song was, okay, it's not bad. Um, the the chorus is really, really catchy. I agree. It's it's it, it, Once it enters your brain, you can't get it out. And um, the lyrics, I put just like what you guys said, I put your lyrics are modern day best. So um, I, I think it's a good song. It was a decent selection for a second single, I thought. The video I found humorous, like you said, it, it does look like something that I would have probably done on iMovie, like that quality. Um, and uh, but I mean, it 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 got the job done. He has a video out for the song and it is promoting it, so that's what it has to do. And uh, I gave it a one out of two. So yeah, the video didn't cost too much to produce, of course. So yeah. All right, Ken. Yeah, this one, I mean, we've heard it uh, early, earlier, and so I've heard this one more times than other songs on the album. Um, it's a good song. Um, it's like everyone's saying, it's 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 the rocking version of, of a Beth-type song. Um, and, yeah, after a few lessons, it, it, it kind of sticks in your head a little bit more, the chorus. Um, um, though I think there's better songs on this album than that. Um uh, that stand out for me over this album or this song. So it's a good song. It's a solid song, you know, good guitars. That's actually one of my other notes here. My last one on the page is it's useful to note. Neither of the singles are the album's strongest tracks. So uh, mm. again, just my opinion, Lonnie, where's this kind of fit in now that you've heard it on an album versus as a it single? Fit, it fits in. I'm in agreement with you guys. It fits in better. Um, now that I've heard it in context with the other songs, as opposed to, you know, when we just got it on its own, you know, what somebody on the board compared it to like Beth with balls when it first came out a couple of months ago. And I still love that comparison. Um, cause that's exactly what it is. It's, it's good. It, it, it I wasn't crazy about it when, when it first came out, but I, I'm totally with you guys that it fits in better once you hear it on, on the entire album. Um, I, I, I've, I've no, no qualms with it. It's, you know, it's good. So, um, I was going to say something else, and it escapes me right now, though. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, when I, when I think of it, I'll interrupt you. Yep. Yeah, I was, I, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that this one's going to be really good live in, in concert as a good jam song, a good one to have guests come on with the the band to kind of perform because it's just a really catchy rousy um chorus mm -hmm. you know it, it's the mm -hmm. it's the kiss type of chorus you know and I, again that's another great interview question just how much of this song comes from the 1982 uh demo that was mentioned in Kerrang. you know that that would be what i would like to know let's move on to track number three which is of course the second gene simmons collaboration or actually this is a uh, pure gene simmons i believe your wish is my command, um, mm -hmm. which starts off with the a cappella, you know, intro similar to "Eat Your Heart Out" on "Kiss It." Which one was that one on Monster? Monster, yeah. Monster, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, the intro just seems gratuitous and out of place for me. Like Gene said, "Well, we did this on Monster. Why don't you do it? Since you're gonna, since I'm gonna tell you what to call your album, why don't you do everything that I tell you? Because of course, your wish is my command. Ace, and Ace is like, okay, anything yes. you say. <laughs> yeah, yes, master, I hear and I obey. Wait, you trademarked that, oh. didn't you, Kaching? Um, but still, you know, it, it's different for an Ace song. You know, now he's done something different to start a song. So it, again, in the context of the album, it works, even if it's a little bit dorky. Um, it's for me. This song's about the acoustic guitars that are underlying the electric. It's you could just mm -hmm. you could just hear them, as does one little noodly riff that he does throughout. Which you know I immediately hopped on YouTube to play Insane. It's just got the same little fast mm -hmm. guitar bit that Insane has. So which I love that song. So um, you know I think it's a good song. You know um, it. I just found myself kind of bopping my head to a lot of these songs today that they were just, it's like listening to Dress to Kill in that it's kind of pop, it's got yeah. some pop 
undertones. It's not like listening to Dress to Kill, literally a 1975 <laughs> makeup album. Come on, Thank I'm, you. I'm not. <laughs> But I, got you. I know what you mean. I, I'm not that messed up, but in terms of uh, <laughs> pop pretension and catchy, tight arrangements, it's all there. Um, my only complaint on this one is that the guitars are a bit buried in the chorus. Um, I would like to hear those a little bit more clearly and kind of up in the mix, but that's just a taste thing. So again, it's in my binary rating, it's a yay. Uh, Lonnie, what's your take on this one? I was disappointed with the song, actually. I was looking forward to this song the most out of any track on the album because Gene had been talking about this song in any interview that he could possibly squeeze it into for the last couple of years, that how he had written a song called Your Wish Is My Command, and it's the next rock and roll all night. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was really looking forward to the song, and I was really kind of disappointed by it, I guess, because my expectations were too high for it. Um but it's but it's good. It's still a good song. You know, at the very end when he goes abracadabra, I can't wait to play this for my wife because she's gonna roll her fucking eyes and be like, "Oh my gosh, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard." I can't wait to play it. <laughs> is she gonna let you play three songs from the album to get there? No, I'm gonna have to start right there. <laughs> <laughs> let me <just> be <laughs> nice. What about you, Mark? Well, um. On my notes here, I put, interestingly enough, I put, uh, interesting intro sounds like a Kiss song from Monster, and I put in brackets, eat your heart out, because it just right away what it first struck me as when I heard it. Um, very catchy verse and chorus. I think that, again, hats off to Ace, he's, and obviously Gene for this now, uh, came up with some decent parts uh, for this song. And on this album overall, I thought there's some great stuff on there. Uh, yeah, the guitar parts are a little buried in this mix but i also kind of got the feeling that that was done purposefully because since gene kind of viewed it as the next you know big song you know all these great big songs usually have the guitars a little bit more back and the vocals a little bit more present to make it that big kind of rousing hit in their eyes right um luckily i didn't have the same problem as lonnie because i I don't listen to gene simmons interviews i I can't stand listening to him anymore so i wasn't so I wasn't really uh, <laughs> expecting too much with this song in, on that level. I just listened to it, and I actually liked it. Uh, the thing that caught my ear was that there was a female vocal in there in that background. Obviously, I think it's it's got to be Ace's woman, isn't it, who's singing in there? Because uh, there is a oh, female yeah. voice oh. in there. Clear as day, I could hear it. And uh, that, I thought that was kind of uh, brave of Ace to put in there. He hasn't done that since, what, 78, right? Speeding so, back to my baby yeah. and New York Groove and uh, the other one, which I always forget the third track, that the Susan Collins. Not Was it Susan Collins? Kelly? Susan Kelly? Larry Kelly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go and uh, Google that. I don't, I don't have that shit running off my brain. So, But yeah, yeah agreed. And Rachel, but, yeah. Rachel can sing, so without a doubt. Yeah. And then, and the only other thing I, yeah, that's the only thing I put in there at the end ago that it's interesting that there's a female vocal in the choruses. And uh, I actually really like this song. This is one of the songs on this record that I gave a two out of two out of. So. Nice. Excellent, Ken. What's your take on it? Yeah, I like this song, and that's why I thought this should have led off the album. Um, I would have opened the album with the acapella. Um, and you know, I, I know there's eat your heart out, but it, it's, it's not the same for me. It's this, those are totally different, way different acapella parts. For, um, so I know Kiss had done it, but I don't compare it. It's just, they're just their own thing. Um, but I, I would have opened it with this, with the little acapella and then it kicks in. Um, and cause it's not a long acapella beginning to it. So, but having said that, the, the song is good. I just thought the the chorus could have been a little bit stronger, but I like the uh, undertone, you know, throughout the song, the guitars, especially in the uh, the way the guitars uh, uh, are playing uh, and the sound and the riff that they're using. So um, I, I like it. I'm like Mark, you know, if I rate it on his scale, I'll put it, I'll, I'll rate it a two also. <laughs> Nice. You know, I, I can just see Gene saying that, Ace, I've saved you this song. I didn't put it on the vault. I could have. And you're going to record it. And you're going to call your album Spaceman. And you know how we listen to this album, Monster. You know, I've got this really good idea for you. You've never done it before. You're going to start it with an acapella. 
you know, Gene, Gene, I mean, Gene did not get that executive producer credit, did he? I mean, he was obviously maybe. No, he didn't. Yeah. Maybe. And you're going to go open for us on the end of the road tour, as but because of all this stuff I've done for you to help you, you know, Ace. You just wouldn't be there without me. It's so, not opening for anybody. All right, let's move on to Hard Times Two, Bronx Boy. Ken, let's go straight back to you on that. Yeah, Bronx Boy. Um, yeah, this was the first single, and so I have. I've heard this even more times. So, uh, but I like this song uh, a lot, actually. Um, I like it over the the second single. I I said it before, and I I still like it more uh, than Rocking with the Boys. I, I don't know something about it. It's to me, it's a it's a you know hard times version two, hard times two kind of song. Uh, and I always loved hard times, one of my favorites um, off of Dynasty. So. It's a good song, solid song, and you know, pretty decent solo. Maybe not a memorable, but it's a good solo. <laughs> he rips rips into him uh, throughout this whole album, anyway. Um, but it's not, you know, it rocks. That's all that matters. That's all that matters, Lonnie. I enjoy it. It's good. It's yeah. I think a good segment of it is is hard times too. Like rocking with the boys is like Beth. It's a, they're very parallel to one another. Um, I liked it when it came out. It was different when it came out again, but I think also listening to it in context with the album, it fits a whole lot more and it's a lot more, I can appreciate it a whole lot more listening to it within the context of the album. So it's good. The solo is good. Like Ken said as well. Um, Very enjoyable for sure. Yeah. And my, my, again, like my opinion with rocking with the boys has changed on this. I thought it was stupid. It is stupid, but it's stupid fun. And Ace. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. I do Ace. like the guitars on this in particular. There are guitars, the right amount of guitars, the right balance of different types of guitars that mm-hmm. make you just go ace, 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 ace. I mean you just kind of it's cool, and it's autobiographical in the in the sense that now that you know that both Ace and Peter had a thing for zip guns. I mean, that is just so Bronx <laughs> and Brooklyn from uh, the 60s and 70s, or in Peter's case, the 50s. So, yeah, it, you know, binary, it's a yay. Mark? Well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go against the green here, guys. Mm, no. Um, no. This, this got a whopping zero for me. Wow. I, oh, I, really, I really don't. I've never liked this song at all. I mean, I, I, I find that the mix on this song is terrible. The snare drum sounds horrendous on this song. And I've also found that, then this has happened a few times, I think, on this record, where it sounds like some of these songs were recorded at different periods and might have been even mixed at different times, because this mix sounds drastically different from the rest of the songs on the record. I'm convinced that this this is the probably they mixed this for the single and just used the same mix that they did from the single mm. and just slapped it on the record rather than remixing it and making it more of a cohesive blend with the rest of the album, because I don't find it sits at all. And the lyrics, yeah, they are tacky, but the thing that kind of bugs me about these lyrics are stuff like, you know, I'm a street kid. You're 70 years old. You're not a kid. What are you talking about? I'm a street whoa, kid. Whoa, 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 you know, whoa. like, come on. <laughs> you know? I, I've never really enjoyed the lyrics like that. I mean, you know, I mean, if you're going to be biographical, great, that's fine. But I mean, come on, you're not a kid anymore. So, so that means uh, that there'll be no music if no exaggerations are allowed now. Yeah, okay, but I'm just saying that he could have he could have made the song just get to, he could have got man? the same point he could have got the same point He's across. Mentally, Bronx you know. man. Mentally, you know, there you go, Bronx man. Yeah. Flaming youth and Bronx your and your, and your three inch leather heels. Okay, well, Flaming Youth, look at when they wrote it, though, too, right? That was also in their 20s when they wrote that stuff, too, right? So, but whatever. I mean, nobody, you know, nobody has to, nobody has to agree with my opinion on it, but I still think it's, it's a, it's a big (laughs) donut for me. No, we don't, we don't have to agree with your opinion, but we can still harass you. Yeah, of course. Are you new to the show? (laughs) It could have been, you know, it would have been better, Mark, if it was produced by Bob Ezrin. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That could have saved it, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so you're giving that one a zero, and you're sticking yeah. to it. Yeah. No, that that's an interesting perspective. I mean, is that a technical foul to have just included the same version as the single, and not to, you know, in in your mind? Most so, most bands don't do that. I mean, most bands usually take the single and remix it to try to make it part of the same, you know, 
sounding flow of the record. I mean, to, don't you? Didn't you guys kind of find that it kind of stuck out a little bit sonically? No, no, I didn't. No, I thought I thought it. I for me, it made me like the song more listening to it within the context of the album. I thought it, I thought it blended in well. Now I'm now the next time I listen to this album, I'm going to hate the the song. Same same here. I'm going to have same marks. Here. I'm going to you know? eat my words next time I listen to it. I'm like, actually, that does stick. I'm going to have to compare compare my the single version to the that version now. So. Yep. Okay. So uh, have I covered everyone on this one? Because I'm losing track. Yes. I'm bouncing around the screen again, and that's never good in my state of mind. All right. The Pursuit of Rock and Roll. Now, I kind of have this one pegged as the leftover from Psycho Circus that, like the leftover from Psycho Circus re-recorded on Anomaly, has been completely rewritten because Ace couldn't remember who had done what to help him write it back in 1997-98, which I think Sebastian had a, a bit of it at that time. So, uh, again, without the liner notes, I don't know if this is one of the songs with Anton on drums, but um, it feels like a leftover. This, uh, you know... it. It's okay. It's just not. It's kind of the only meh moment for me on this album where it doesn't live up to expectations. It's got a good AC style throughout, but you know it feels more like Aerosmith and Falling in Love from Nine Lives. The riff. So, uh, Ken, let's go to you. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, I, I don't know what I write down here. I, I wrote that as, it's good, has riffs are good in the verses. Uh, the chorus is okay. It was all right. Um, and the solo was good. Um, but that was about it. I mean, it was okay. And maybe it'll grow on me more. Again, I've heard it only once. Um, so we'll see after, you know, a few more times. I mean, usually an album i mean sometimes certain songs come out they you know they're good right away but some great songs uh you need you know multiple listens at least three or four sometimes so to really you know figure out what's what they're trying to get across or what you know the uh the chorus really is in the song so but it's it's a good song it's not bad again it it it's fine. It may, may be better later when I hear it more. Yeah, and I just deciphered my notes, actually, while you were talking about the song. And I had uh, you did. Yeah, good AC solo, uh, but the outro solo is outstanding. Um, on this oh, yeah, and it, it, yeah, I thought they should have. That, that's true. They should have uh, maybe even extended even longer. I would have you know, liked to have heard where he went with the, the solo, even beyond, so... Yep. All right, Lonnie, what's your take on it? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. This is the first example of filler, in my opinion, on the album, where it's just kind of okay. It doesn't really stand out to me at all. It does just feel like it's kind of leftover crap. I'm kind of with you on that. Um, unfortunately, we are getting to the part of the album where I didn't get to listen to it as attentively as I had the other songs because I'm at work and I get interrupted all day. So. Um, but... <laughs> It wasn't. What you don't turn around and scream? I'm hey, listening to the listening new to Ace, Ace Freely. <laughs> Stand outside my office. Wait till I acknowledge you. Um, you know. So it. But from what I from what I heard and what I remember of it, listening to it today, I tried to listen to the album a couple times as much as I could anyway. Um, and it, it was fine, but it wasn't anything that just stood out to me like like some of the other tracks starting off the album. So it's okay, but it, again, it's the first example I think of filler on the album but yeah. i might have a different opinion when i go back and listen to it more attentively yeah you know with any new album whether it's kiss monster sonic boom bk3 um it, it's always you want to have a conversation with people a couple weeks or months down the road and then talk about the album again you know over a beer or, uh because you can't just get it all off multiple listens in one day you can't get it off uh you know one listen or two listens you really have to live with it and see what resonates a few days you know when you come back to it so mark uh, what do you think of pursuit of rock and roll um i thought the riff was pretty good um again i agree with you guys that uh this i put down here it sounds like it's ace's answer to i pledge allegiance from psycho circus mm. um definitely something that would have yeah. been you know that kind of uh, yeah. 
stylized writing of it. Uh, but I, I didn't mind it. I mean, you know, lyrically, I think it's if you're gonna if you're gonna think it's cheesy, I don't think it's any cheesier than what Paul wrote for Pledge Allegiance. I think they're on this kind of the same ground uh, when, when it comes to that. Uh, but I think that the playing is really good. I think uh, the, I think the performances throughout this record are fantastic. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta take your hats off to the to the people who played on this record. I mean, the bass playing is really good. The drumming is fantastic. You know, and uh, I think Asa does some great guitar playing on here. So I gave this a one out of two. And that is uh, going to be my main criticism of the album, Mark, and that you just kind of alluded to the playing on the album. It doesn't feel like a band album, you know, and obviously Richie's no, no longer in the band. And that, that's something that I really miss is kind of the answering guitar attacks that were on Trouble Walking between Richie and Ace at the time, or even Todd complimenting Ace or doing all the guitar work in some cases, you know, on Second Siding and, you know, the other album. That, that's something that I really miss as much as I love all of the guitar work on this album. It's just like a, a little nuance that is gone. All right. So everyone had, a, had yep. a talk on that one? Thank you. All right. Let's move on to the obligatory Ace Frehley cover song. Right. And I want to make it very clear, and I've mentioned this to a few people, so hopefully they've mentioned it. This is not an Eddie Money cover. It was released by Billy Satellite in 1984. So I don't know whether he only heard the Eddie Money version when it was a hit, but uh, it's mm-hmm. not an Eddie Money song. He didn't write the thing. Um, Ace kills it. Doesn't matter. This makes for me. This makes everything right that the Joker was wrong on Space Invader. Mm. Um, he's, yeah. he's, he just kills it. He nails every part of it. And it, there's a reason why that's a great song in the first place, whether it's Eddie Money or Billy Satellite, because it's a great song. And Ace does a good job and doesn't do much that's very adventurous with it. Um, mm-hmm. I would have just preferred a little bit more contrasting backing vocals on the chorus. Uh, just something. It's just two single notes. And you know maybe Rachel wasn't available that day, but uh, again a great guitar solo, great execution that is very much a thumbs up Ace cover again. So Lonnie, yeah, I thought it was a good cover. I I, I agree with you know it's the obligatory Ace Frehley cover. We have to have one on on an Ace Frehley. So um, but it, but it's good. He did a great job on it. Um, I enjoyed it a whole lot more than I enjoyed the Joker off of the last album. Uh, maybe not as much as I enjoyed uh, Foxy. Not Foxy and Freak, but um, Fox on the Run. Fox on the Run, and it was a fox in it somewhere. <laughs> but, Sweet song. But I didn't. I did enjoy Fox on the Run. I probably enjoy Fox on the Run more than I enjoyed this. But it's much better than than the Joker was, and I, I think he did a great job on it. So I'm, you know, you, we all know you have to have an Ace Frehley cover. So um, he did a great job. He knocked it out of the park. I enjoyed it a whole lot. Ken. Yeah, I mean, he, he did a great job with this. I mean, I was, you know, thinking the same thing. You know, uh, once I heard this, I thought, oh, it's, this is much better than The Joker. <laughs> you know, uh, The Joker just didn't work at all. I mean, that was a big miss on, on the last album. Um, but this one sounded good. The thing that uh, I liked is way the uh, the song starts off with the guitar, with his guitar coming in, playing kind of a little you know, a solo going into the uh, beginning of the song. I thought that was really good. Um, that stood out for me. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that he didn't get too adventurous and basically stick to the song uh, the way it's supposed to be done. And uh, that's why it works. Because, uh, like you said, Julian, it's a, you know, it's a well-written song, so don't mess it up. No, so... Yeah, it's good. Good good cover. All right, let's go to Mark, who knows something about recording covers. Well, um, yeah, I, I, this is this is the song that kind of made me um, really sit up again. Um, I'll be honest, the first time, the first couple times I heard this song, I didn't realize it was a cover. I, I, I'm not familiar with this song, oh. to be quite honest with you. So when I first heard this song, I thought, oh, wow, this is a this is really great. This is a really good song. Um, I thought that this this is one of the songs from the record that Ace sang absolutely fantastic. 
I thought that his singing style on this uh, on this song really hit the nail on the head. I, 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 and I put it here too. If I wish he would sing more like this in this style, he doesn't do those long drawn out na 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 like he does on a lot of his words. He doesn't do it in this. You know, he kind of he, he sings a lot more melodically on here, and I was really surprised. I went back to the song quite a few times, and I really liked it. And this song would have got it too if not for one thing. All his playing on here was fantastic. The singing was incredible. The drums are great, but that one the guitar solo it desperately cried out for like a melodic minor guitar mm-hmm. solo in there, and he went back to his traditional Ace Freely pentatonic riffs in there, and I was like, no, no. No pentatonic in here. You're not supposed to be doing that. Not up in here, you don't. You know, more more (laughs) melodic, you know. And I really think that if you would have did something a little bit more that way and just forgot about his usual, you know, hammer-on riffs that he always does in every solo, then I think this would have been a, like, he would have hit it right out of the park. So Mm -hmm. I give us a one and a one and a half out of two. Just a half is only because of the solo. You docked a couple of points for style. That's okay. Um, You know, I I think we just do need to make clear that measuring it against the Joker, we're not starting with the bar set very high, but I I certainly feel that this, you know, totally steeplechased it. You know, a massive jump over that one. All right. Mission to Mars. This, for me, is the very best song on this album. So, ah. if you want this, you'll need to tell me in an email what my favorite song on the album was. So, ah, you, you yeah. have to get you have to get this deep into the episode. <laughs> yeah, you, and, and you'll also have to find out how by going Good further luck. into the episode because I'm a dick. So, <laughs> my what I love about this song is um, it. I there are parts of it that immediately reminded me of a song. A Motley Crue, Saints of Los Angeles, face down in the dirt with a mm-hmm. bullet in my head. There's just like the, the little bit of guitar backing that makes that song so good. It, it is apparent in this one for me. And mm-hmm. again, my complaint on this song is that the intro jam, I, w- I could easily have an extended version of that because I just thought that was fantastic. Um, stunning solo. Uh, you know, this this for me is Paul Punky Freely. Um, it's a little bit punky sounding, if you think about The Clash and their radio-friendly punk. You know, very kind of in that groove for me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Motley was a bit punky at one point. Uh, different sort of context, but uh, really, really good song. I mean, it, it's the only one on the album that I would say would be a 10 out of 10 perfect song for me. So, uh, Mark. Very interesting, because um, I don't think it's the I don't think it's the, the best song on the record, but uh, uh it, it's pretty strong. Um, I, I put down that has an interesting. It's interesting that he started the song on a fade in, which is not very common on songs. Um, nice drumming on here, really good. The riffs are good. Um, but here again, this is one of these songs where I kind of got a little bit of suspicion that something was going on because the guitar tone seemed a little bit different from the other songs on here. It wasn't so hot on the guitar tone on this song compared to the other ones, but it's that's that's minor, I think, criticism of it. And the only other thing that I said on here that was minor as well is that I was so happy throughout this record that he was avoiding the whole space thing. To finally to have it appear here, I was like, oh no, did he have to? We were only two songs away from it not appearing at all, you know, and that he, that he put it on here. If he would have just just ducked away from those space lyrics. That's minor, but one song I can live with, so I gave it a one out of two. Okay, it actually started out life as a song called Mission to Bars, but uh, since, he's, <laughs> since he's now sober, you have to change bars. it, Mark. <laughs> and I, I, was just, bars. I was just watching my phone, and something popped up with a cool observation about this album, that uh, six of the eight songs that have uh, lyrics all start with the lyric, I... So he's obviously going to be performing the elder in full. So. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, great, great observation. Lonnie. <laughs> I enjoyed this one from what I can remember of it. Again, we're getting into the part of the album. It's a little, little phase. It's a little, little back and forth. I didn't get to hold, listen to it really as closely as I wanted to. Um, but I'm listen, looking forward to listening to it again since Julian had nothing but rave reviews for it. So yeah, it didn't why, really. Why, why it didn't you really play it while out. you have dinner? Right. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. 
<laughs> that's what I'm be. Let's, that'll, that'll, that'll be our, our playlist tonight for, for pasta night on Thursday night. Um, there's a little, uh, a little Ace Frehley mission to Mars. We scolded, but you know, it, it, um, from what I can remember of it was fine, but I'm interested in listening to it again since Julian had such a rave reviews for it. And it, I'm with you though, Mark. We had to have at least one spacey theme on the album. I mean, come on, we're not we're not going to get through it without at least something like that. Yeah. I, I'm actually surprised that a song called "Mission to Mars" didn't lead off the album just because yeah. of what we've seen with 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 Anomaly, what we've seen with with Space Invader. I was actually surprised that, that the song called "Mission to Mars" was this deep on the album as far as track listing goes. So, yeah. Anyway, I don't have a whole lot to say on it, unfortunately, because I didn't get to listen to it as, as close as I want to. But I'm looking forward to it again. Okay, Ken. Yeah, this album or this this song on the album, um, I thought I thought it was pretty good. It's a pretty good song. Um, I thought the the lyrics were you know way out there. <laughs> no pun intended, but they're, they're way out there. Way I out. thought he should have done rewritten the lyrics to something else that's not space theme. I think it would have still been you know just as good. Um, so I think it's a it's a, a good tune. Uh, the, I I do agree with about the sound of it. Um, to me, I immediately thought it sounded like it should have been on uh, the prior album, um, mm. Space Invader. It sounded yeah. more like that. It, this song would have fit in perfectly on that album. Um, so maybe it's a leftover from from that album, possibly. Um, so otherwise, you know, it's good. I actually I thought it. What did I write down? I said it's real good and uh, and a, a good solo, um, not a good solo. Um, so I like it, and it may you know grow more on me. We'll see. All right, let's go on to track number eight, the last of the lyrical songs, and that is uh, off my back. Uh, my observations on this are good guitars on the chorus, but this one doesn't really do much for me. So I think it's the second track that I'll put in a kind of meh car- uh, you know, category. It's not terrible. It's not dire. It's not garbage. It's just kind of um, nondescript. It didn't resonate with me yet. So that's one I'll have to see if I you know, like it. It certainly didn't feel out of place in any way on, on the album. Um, Mark? Um, I really liked the guitar at the top of this. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this song is the chorusing effect that he had on the guitar. This song I found had elements in it that are not very common in Ace songs. And because of that, I think I kind of gravitated to it a bit more because it offered something a bit different. It wasn't yet another kind of predictable kind of Ace song. Now, not to say that that, that this album is predictable. I really think this is a really strong record. But because he has a song like this on here that has something different, especially on guitar, because that's his main thing is his guitar playing, because it has that kind of chorus and different kind of sound to it, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I mean, the singing is decent on this. It's not his strongest sung song, but it's still good, much better than some of the other songs he's done in the past. And uh I think the chorus is overall the chorus is very strong. I gave this a two out of two. I really enjoyed this song. Cool, great to come at it from a different perspective of the things that you note <coughs> that exist in it that you know other people may not notice. Lonnie. Yeah, I don't have much to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're checked out at this point, eh? <laughs> your, your honesty is outstanding, and we'll get. I'm not going to give you a rain check on say, it. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit and say, "Oh, I like the guitars on it." I like. I could sit here and tell you that, but I don't have much recollection of it. I think I got interrupted both times I played the album, and I have no recollection of this. Song. So you're, 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 you're just you're just going to agree with what Mark said, which is a yeah. very safe thing to do. All right, Ken, let's go to you then. Okay. <laughs> Um, to, this one is, you know, after one listen, uh, my least favorite. Go uh, just through the first listen on the, of the album. Um, I wrote down that I thought the the chorus didn't it didn't or the song, you know, just didn't really go anywhere for me. That's just the way it went yeah. for me. Um, it's not again, it's not horrible. It's just my least. 
you know, on first mm-hmm. first listen of, of all the songs, that's uh, my least favorite. So there you, there you have it. No, I, I mean, come on. <laughs> what I, what's really interested me today is that we're not saying very many bad things about this. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of criticism. There's like minor little quibbles, but nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's spray painting graffiti all over Ace's creation, which is, you know, really nice. Now we get to another kind of difficult part of the album. I'm not even going to ask Lonnie what he thinks about Quantum Flux. Um, Thank you. Um, okay. I have become frightened of Ace instrumentals over the past few years. They've always seemed to be fractured, this fractured that. Sure. Um, and they've just become so kind of predictable. Predictable. Yeah. Thank you. Um, exactly. And I like this. It's the first one in a while that hasn't bored me to tears halfway through so that I've skipped and gone back to the rest of the album and then eventually been forced to sit through it because I couldn't reach the skip button again. Um, I'd be interested to hear Ace talk about the construction of this one. When you go back to what was the one on uh, Anomaly, Genghis Khan or uh, yeah. something where he had 895,000 guitar tracks. Mm, yeah. You know, I'd like to hear about you know how he approached this technically because it sounds fantastic. It doesn't sound overdone. It's got a little bit of elements that you think, oh, I remember that in Fracture 2 or I remember that in Fracture 3, you know, that kind of bring it back to Ace's style of instrumental without being called Fractured Quantum or something absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, fractured brain. Based, based off that, yeah, Fractured Leg. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's the last song of the album. Again, it's, it's in the wrong place for me because the album shouldn't be ending on this. I know that it's kind of an Acey thing to do to put it on at the end, but this album should be ending on a high rocking note, not on a you know, kind of mellow guitar instrumental. That's, again, just a minor quibble. <laughs> Other than that, I, I liked it, and I'm surprised I liked it. It's been a long time since I've liked one enough to actually put together more than 20 words about it. Ken? Yeah, I like this. I liked it. Um, and I wrote down, and I was thinking about it, that Ace should do a full album of instrumentals. Seriously, like a, you know, prog type album um i think it would it would be great if he did it a full album of instrumentals um because he he comes up with some real interesting things uh, when he does instrumental so i i like it from that standpoint um the other thing i know is about the song at least the, the end of the song he pulled a he pulled a kiss black diamond at the end of the song um where it does the the slow down thing. I, that's the only thing I really didn't like about it. Like uh, you didn't have to go there with that. You really didn't have to do that. Um, I, I, but you I know noticed, but a, you you immediately connected it with the first album. I connected it. So. I, I you know he get, I like the fact that he was giving a nod to that, uh, but I just didn't think he needed to do it. Um, but otherwise, it's a you know they're very enjoyable song. Yeah, it surely could have uh, ended with a loop like Vinnie Vincent Invasion, right? <laughs> or High and Dry. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, yeah, that's one of the best ending ones. Mark? Well, I gotta say that this is really well done. I think it's actually probably my favorite track on this record, um, which is very strange because, like you, I didn't like his prior instrumentals. I mean, just uh, Fractured Mirror from 78 was good. I thought that was good, but I thought he just milked that way too much over the years with the part two and the part three and like, oh God, I was hoping that this wasn't going to be more of the same. And it wasn't. I love the acoustic guitar sound on this. What a great sound. I mean, I'm curious to find out like tomorrow when I get the proper copy, uh, who engineered this and who, you know, who, who was responsible for some of these sounds because it's just fantastic. The sounds on this album. Um, and I, for one, put down here right here. This is why I kind of smiled when you mentioned this, Ken. I put here, love the tip of the hat to Black Diamond at the end with the slowed down guitars. Because yeah, I exactly. I actually thought that he 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 was smart to do that because it, it did connect mm. them back to Kiss, you know, in a way that maybe some people might have forgot. I think when some people heard that, like when I heard was it the first kiss? time. It, well, yeah, but that's the thing. When I first heard it, I, I, I right away funny. smiled and thought about that record. And I was like, wow, okay, that, that it's funny that 
40 years later, he still remembers this kind of uh, ending on his first album and kind of, you know, tips a hat to it. And, you know, it it has a little bit of a sci-fi feel to it because of the way that mm. the acoustic guitars sound and some of his little lead lines that he's done. It sounds like almost he used a little bit of that kind of ARP sound again in there on certain parts. And it, I think that he took a lot of the strongest parts from his past and put it in and but knit, but 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 picked out only the good strong stuff. That's why I think it turned out so well this song that he didn't use any of the, you know, stuff that was questionable and the other stuff. He didn't tip his hat to some of the stuff that people probably wouldn't have cared about. It's really strong. It's well written. Even the title I thought was good. Quantum Flux is a good title for something like this. And I I gave it a two out of two. I mean I would have given it a five out of two if it was possible. Um, but it, it's a it's a really good. I think it's a fantastic way to end the record because it made me always go back and want to listen to the whole album again. Nice. Yeah. That's a really passionate review. It's a hot take. Well, I was going to, I was going to say, well, sorry, uh, Mark, wouldn't you like him to do more stuff like that? And more well, like he, a, like a, like a prog type almost album. I, I think that if he was to really sit down and focus his head around this kind of writing style, I think it could be good. And 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 another thing I just want to just say really quickly is I think the strongest thing about this record is something that Julian touched on earlier, is that this is not a long record. He kind of took my mentality in here where I always said that eight to nine songs, 40 minutes or so, is usually the golden time for a record. I think that if you make it any longer than this, then people start checking out and they don't really pay attention to it as much. You know, I think nine songs is perfect. If he would have went any longer than this, I think it would have been too long. And this is, it really made me want to go back and listen to the whole thing top to bottom again. Yeah, it's just it's just a, a you know a, a smidgen over 37 minutes long, and poor yeah. Lonnie's having to sit there and listen. You say all this good stuff about a song he hasn't even right. really heard yet. I mean, yeah. I mean, does that? There's the drive home. Yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna want to now listen to it because Mark has sold you on it, and, and that's what I'm gonna have to listen to it as the drive home. <laughs> so let, let's Make start. Sure your wife is in the car with you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you she doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> So let's start with you, Lonnie, on, you know, from the tracks that you really have kind of heard today, you know, your, yeah. fi- your favorite and your least favorite. <clears throat> from the tracks I've heard today, um, just pull it back up right here. Um, I did my, my, probably my favorite song that I, that I can recall is Without You, I'm Nothing. I did, I enjoyed it as a good lead off track to the album. Like I said, when we first started talking about it, I really, I thought it was great the way it introed the album was just a guitar with just him by himself. This Ace Fraley, um, and then the song itself is is really good. It's it's very it's very Gene Simmonsy, for lack of a better term. Without you, I'm nothing. Is a very Gene um, title of a song. Like okay, we're gonna work off the title and we're gonna you know build from there. But I enjoyed that probably the most from from the songs I've I've heard. Um, the song I probably didn't like the most was pursuit of rock and roll. It's just, it just sounded like it sounded like filler to me. And, you know, most albums are going to have a little bit of filler. I mean, it's not a criticism and you can't hit it out. You're not going to have, you know, you can't hit it out of the park on every song. So that's, that's my next time. I'll be interested to hear from you when you've heard us, you know, off my back, whether that uh, bumps pursuit of rock and roll for you or whether pursuit does stay in that bottom position again, you know, those, these will be offline conversations that many fans have with one another, you know, in the coming weeks about how the album's kind of sat. And I know it's a very ace thing to finish an album with an instrumental. I just never have cared for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken, what's your favorite and what's your least favorite from the album at this point? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's tough after just to listen. Um, I agree uh, with Lonnie, though. Without You, I'm Nothing is a, is a real good song. I do like Your Wish Is My Command, too, um, a lot. And... You know, rocking with the boys and, and Bronx Boys are, our Bronx Boy was really good. So, and I've heard that more. You know, so maybe these, like I said earlier, the more I listen, I'm gonna probably have a definite uh, best song. But the the least song, you know, again is the Off My Back is the one that I just didn't. You know, that could change also. But right now, it's it's not the one for me. 
Fair enough. So I've already mentioned my favorite song on this album. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want to win a copy of Alan's incredible Originals photo book, Originals Plus One photo book, official licensed KISS product now, congratulations again, Alan, email me at kissfaq at outlook.com and just tell me what my favorite song on on Spaceman is, and uh, we'll do a random drawing. (laughs) Did Did I just screw that up? You almost said Space Invader, I think. I probably did, because there's too many damn space titles. But email me at kissfaq (laughs) at outlook.com with my favorite song on this album, and uh, I will do a random drawing at 6 p.m. on October the 24th. Uh, So all entries must be in, and I will send this anywhere in the world uh, for you, and you'll also get my notes from today's show. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I'm treating you like a garbage can. All right, so... So my least favorite is, of course, Pazuta Rock and Roll at this point. And maybe I'm just disappointed, you know, as kind of a song that we had heard about from the Psycho Circus era. You know, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Rock and Roll was its, like, title back then. You know, and then I think there was Life and Liberty, and then we get down to this, and it's just like, really? Just, you know, but again, uh, as I noted earlier, rewind if you want to hear what I said about it. You know, it wasn't all bad. There is nothing on this album that is dire, that is embarrassing, that makes me just shake my head at Ace's creativity. And I think that's what impresses me the most about this album, that it is really a very consistent album. Yeah, it's got a little, a couple of low troughs for me personally, but it is an incredibly consistent album. It's very, very well arranged. And the recording quality, I think, is excellent. Uh, again, Mark mentioned, you know, that he'd like to know who, you know, did some of the work on it because some of the elements that are present on the album, it's just not as bloated as some of his previous Mm -hmm. recent solo albums. It's short, it's concise, it's just, um, you know, it's not like light beer either. You know, so not too much has been trimmed (laughs) off it. It's Mm -hmm. a whole lot of rosy. Good stuff. I call it it diet beer. Diet beer. (laughs) (laughs) Training water. (laughs) All right, so uh, Mark... You get to have the last word here. Well, um, for the longest time, my favorite was I Want to Go Back, but I, I I have to say that my favorite song off this record is going to be Quantum Flux. It, it's just the song that every time I hear it, I, I have not gotten anywhere near bored of it at all. It, it And like I said, being a songwriter myself as well in constructing records, this is the kind of a closer that people strive for the one that makes you say wow this is awesome i want to listen to the record again if you can write a song like this then you're then you've won half the battle because you're making people listen back to the music again so quantum flux has my vote for the best song my vote for the least favorite song on here has got to be bronx boy i've never really liked it from the first day of my first time i heard it um and like i said that's even even with that said, I think Bronx Boy is still better than a lot of the stuff that he did in his past. Um, I think this whole record overall is extremely strong, and uh, I give it a double thumbs up overall. I mean, I'm, I've never been big on Ace Frehley's solo stuff overall. Just 78 has been always been my favorite, but this is really a strong outing. Yeah, and and that's amazing to kind of be thinking in this ballpark again. You know, let's we'll talk about it six months down the road, maybe when Ace is opening for Kiss on the end of the <laughs> the road tour. You know, we can say, well, you remember that album Ace put out before? You know, what, what did you think about it then? So overall, I'm going to give this a ranking of eight Space Cadets out of ten. Wow. You know, it, it's it, it, no Kiss related album I think is ever perfect. So eight is definitely uh, I think a very fair score from from me and about how much pleasure I've had listening it to de- you know to, throughout the day. I'm looking forward to all these multiple per- versions start coming in the post from England and you know from the the orange spacesuit cover version coming <laughs> in from the independent <laughs> record store, the purple vinyl. This Jesus Christ. Um, Definitely taking a page out of Kiss's book to, yeah, and, and, to and, put and as many different versions out there as possible. Just wait till Record Store Day. I bet they've got something in the pipeline for then. I mean, you know, maybe a, a live plus four EP like they did back in uh, you know '88. They haven't they haven't announced anything yet. I I have the list, but no, isn't Record Day not until 2019? So November? No, there's no there's November. The next month is a the Black Friday Record Store Day. 
Well, no doubt one of these counts. So uh, overall, do you, what what was your score, Mark, for this album? The funny thing is, when I, when I tallied it all up, I got a score of 12.5 out of 18, which doesn't seem very good a score compared to how much I, I like it. And when I tallied it up, it came out to like 70%. But it's funny. I mean, maybe just the whole scoring system is something to be desired here. But uh, I think that the record overall, in my opinion... I, I would have put it like 90% at least. Um, it's like I said, I think you need to start dishing out some more twos then if you're giving it a well, 90%. Come on. That's the thing. I think the, I think the zero heard it obviously from Bronx boy. And there were a couple of songs that had just ones in it too. But I mean, you know, you got to look at it from that perspective though. I mean, a two is like a standout track and there was quite a few of them on here. I had at least four of them that were complete standouts in my opinion. And you know, a one isn't a bad Thing. I probably should have did it like out of five. That probably would have been a more accurate way to have done it. But you know, well, here, overall, here, here, let me delete the show. We can redo it. Yeah, let's just start over then for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a great, it's a great record. I, I, I would definitely recommend it. Awesome, Ken, and you're on mute. Yeah, you're muted, big guy. You're still muted. I am sorry. I'm there sorry. Sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Okay. What? I don't know the rating. I, it's 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 kind of hard. I'm just gonna say uh, seven seven point five out of ten just for now, um, and it, it'll probably go up. I'm thinking after a few more listens. Yeah. So I mean, there we are. I mean, the general consensus is well done, Ace. Congratulations on a fantastic album, and uh, to E1 for the multiple versions that you forced us to buy. I mean. I think that's pretty good marketing in this day and age. I'm really interested to see where this one lands on the charts. Um, when is it? Will it be next week that it's eligible for charting? I don't know. But um, I, I think it's probably going to be Ace's highest charting solo album uh, because of the number of versions that are being sold, uh, because of the positive mm-hmm. general response to the album, um, and be, because of Gene Simmons. You know, because of his involvement in the album, it's an additional selling point for the five or six extra fans who are going to purchase it just because they didn't realize that Ace is no longer in Kiss and hasn't been for 20 years. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, I, I think Gene is a selling point, so I think that'll be positive. Sure. And Ace is doing much better, I think, on the publicity rounds. I mean, he was on Fox the other day, uh, morning, playing with his new band, so... He's out there. He's been doing some long interviews. One popped up today. So let's leave that there. The, the KISS FAQ podcast panel of today approves of Spaceman 100% and will recommend it. Uh, remember, you know, email me my favorite song to get in the drawing for a free copy of Alan's Originals Plus One. And maybe next week we can do the topics that we're going to do for this week's topic before I decided we're going to talk about Spaceman at the last minute, you know. (laughs) Wasn't going to do an episode, so... uh, Julian called an audible on us today. Yeah, we were going to talk about Paul's changing the acoustic thing on the cruise, and Paul this and Paul that. It was all going to be about Paul. Instead, it's about (laughs) Paul Freely. So, you know didn't really bait and switch too much but uh for now we appreciate you watching as always like us on itunes we are now on spotify with everyone else um since they've made it easier for podcasts to get on there so thank you wherever you listen to us we appreciate it but from mark from lonnie from ken and myself thank you for now and we shall see you next time take care thank you for spending time listening to the kiss faq podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.